Welcome to the Top Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe to the channel if you're listening slash watching on YouTube. You can also find this podcast on Spotify and other podcast platforms. Hi and welcome to the Top Sports Podcast episode two um, with me, Jono and uh, JT. We're going to go through the reaction to the provisional England squad. Um, first of all, John, how are you, mate? How are you doing? I'm good, mate. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So, obviously, we've had a kind of a day to kind of look at this and and have a little um, look at it in terms of there's 33 men in a provisional squad. And uh, the first thing I wanted to ask you was, is there any point to a 33 man squad? No, none at all. Absolutely not. Does because we've got this sort of thing where 26 will be picked overall, um, 23 for a match day. Um, so yeah, what, why would he, why would he do this for one? Obviously we looked at the fact that there is some, so you've got Manchester United playing, um, their final, you've got Man City, Chelsea playing in their final. So there's a few players obviously involved in that. Um, but I just don't get some of the, some of the, you know, why you'd announce it. Do you? No, I don't. I, I think it's, 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 it's cop out. It's, He's been unassertive. I think he's going to give he's giving himself more problems by doing this. If he's picked twenty eight man squad, so if he names his twenty six on Tuesday when he said he was going to, and kept three players um, on hot on call for a week in case there was any injuries. So theoretically, name your twenty six, and let's say have three players um, on the on the end of the phone if any happen in these two files and I can fully understand that fully absolutely but th- how is how are seven injuries going to happen in two finals how it's just an absolute nonsense and I think it's just showing how he doesn't know his best team which I've heard a lot of England fans say and I think the proof's in the pudding I, I think he's very unassertive and I think it I think it could affect the, the tournament, I think, because then the players will be thinking, I think if I was in that squad now, I'd be thinking, what's the gaffer playing at? Yeah, because it's kind of like the players that he's picked here, you just you can kind of almost know who's not going, um, which will we'll obviously come on later, but you can already kind of see it. And I mean, let's let's just roll on to the goalkeepers for one. Obviously, we, we chose Nick Pope in our in our squad for our um, previous podcast, uh, episode one. And he's now injured, so he's not going. Um, and Sam Johnston and Aaron Ramsdale are there as replacements in that. Um, again, who who do you pick out of these two? But why is he picking four? Why is he picking four for? No. It's just ludicrous, isn't it? Yeah. I don't... It, I, Picking four goal pick goalkeepers is definitely pointless, isn't it? Because three are only going to go anyway. So why didn't he just yeah. pick the three? Yeah. All, so the team. So what, what is he picking the fourth? So he's picking Sam Jot. They say he's picking an extra keeper because he thinks Dean Henderson's going to get in. Could get into the one game. I mean, what is the point of that? But to answer your question, oh, it's a coin toss for me. I can't separate either of them. Both have gone down with with relegated clubs this season. I think both have been quite solid in between the sticks. I think Sam Johnson has been in better form than Ramsdale, but Ramsdale has been a good goalkeeper when he was at Bournemouth um, and then he went to Sheffield United. So he's he's had a strong couple of seasons where Sam Johnson had a bit of a struggle with Albion in the Championship, didn't he? And he's come to Mm. form this season. 
So yeah. according to us, if I had to pick one, I'd probably edge uh, I'd probably edge Johnston over Ramsdale, not because of anything really, just a toss of a coin. That's fair enough. I'd probably agree with you on, on that one, to be fair. But yeah, I'd, he's probably picked the four just because Dean Henderson's playing, isn't he? And that's that's probably the only reason you can put put down to that. Um, I don't even know if he's playing for United. That's going on now, isn't it? So I don't even no, know no. if he's even started for United tonight, you know, because I imagine you know, playing in a final, you play to higher, don't you? Um, yeah, but even, just, I just, it's so pessimistic this is from Southgate. It, it, I think it could filter down, but. Yeah, as I said, I think we've summed up them keepers, the keeper situation and how ridiculous it is. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to defenders then because the one thing that kind of stands out for me is that we, in our previous podcast, we talked about kind of left-backs pick themselves. You know, you've got Ben Chilwell there, you've got Luke Shaw there. Um, we've got sort of the right-back situation is a little bit more of a trickier one, but you've got sort of... Carl Walker is going to probably be your right back, but can also play right centre back. You've got uh, Trent, which, you know, he's, he's on the fence whether he wants to take him or not. Reese James seems to be a bit more of a popular sort of pick for um, Southgate. But the real problem here is the sort of lack of depth behind Maguire and Stones, isn't there? Yeah, it, it shows, doesn't it? You've got. Ben Godfrey, good up and coming defender, such a solid season for Everton. Has he has he had an outstanding season to be in the England squad? No. Is he getting picked for experience, most likely? Mm. Over a couple of weeks training with the team. Um, I think he'll, he will then be cut. Connor Cody and Tyrone Mings, as I've said in the previous podcast, I can't separate them. I think Mings has been picked purely because of his left foot. Connor Cody has risen above more competition. In the Premier League, he's got like Michael Keane, uh, Ezri Konza, um, you know, Ben, you know, there's, there's Ben Godfrey in there. So there's a group of them that are fighting for this reserve centre back. Whereas Mings is kind of getting, I feel, he's had a decent season for Villa, but getting picked above others because simply being left footed. And I don't think there's many more English left footed centre backs at the moment. Yeah, it's quite a tricky one, isn't it? Because, you know, having a time to kind of digest this means he's definitely being picked because he might offer some balance to the side. But we, we spoke yesterday, didn't we, about Connor Cody and his more influence over the dressing room. And if we've got like, let's just say in here, Harry Maguire with the defenders, unsure on his fitness, would if, if Harry Maguire didn't make it, Cody surely is a bit more of a, a go, isn't he, for, due to the fact that, he probably has that sort of uh, captain's captain's kind of vocal sort of mm-hmm. you know presence on the pitch, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. Whether he can slide into the left centre back position, I don't know. Um, just going to touch on Ben White. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I've seen a few people say in the in a few, uh, especially a few journalists say that. I actually think Ben White could be cover for Maguire because of his height, his aerial presence and the way he is on the ball. Um, the Saints very similar to Harry Maguire. So that's yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah, that would be, I mean, that'd be ropey, wouldn't it, taking Ben White, no international sort of experience so far. Um, he hasn't really been in around. Well, he hasn't been in around the England setup because it's his sort of call up, isn't it? So that would be a bit. I won't. I, won't, I don't think I'd be very confident 
going into a tournament with Ben White as your centre back next to John Stones, would you? I wouldn't be confident with any of the players, but especially with Harry Maguire, it just shows a lack of depth, doesn't it? Scary, really. I mean, we'll come on to sort of injuries towards the towards the end as well, because um, there's a few of us in here, isn't there? We have a few doubts, and I suppose that kind of again leads us on to moving on to sort of the midfielders. Then we've got you know Jordan Henderson being named. Uh, we've got Bellingham, Mount, Lingard, Rice, Phillips, Ward, Prowse. That's not too far away from what we picked in our squad anyway. And um, again, what what do you what do you make of that? What do you make of sort of Lingard being in there? Lingard makes it look more balanced, to be honest. Mm. It really does. Um, I'm happy Ward Prowse is in there for now. I think the midfield picks itself due to, apart from them players in that midfield, who do you think's been unlucky? You can't really name. I mean, mm. Deli Ali's been back, back in the fold under five mate, but he hasn't been in the team long enough, has he? No. So he, he can't feel hard done by. But I'm trying to think of another player in the midfield where you think, Wow, he's been. I think he's been. He's been left at home, and it, and it, and it's and it's a disgrace. I can't think of anyone. So, the midfield picks itself. Lingard being there in, in there does offer a more of a balanced midfield. I, I think. Um, I'm still not. Ha- I'm not delighted with it. But what yeah. can you do when you haven't got many options? To be fair yeah. to start with, like you look at it and you think, okay, it's 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 average. I mean, Mason Mount excites me massively, yeah. but. Apart from that, and obviously Jude Bellingham does, he's got such a future. And, and as we, as I alluded on the last podcast, I think he's in there due to the lack of options, but that's actually testament to him, isn't it, with his talent yeah. at his age. So hopefully he does feature, but it's good experience for him and the future's really bright with uh, Jude Bellingham. But um, no, I think Declan Rice, Henderson, the holders, Jude Bellingham can play both areas. It's a 4 2 3 1. Jesse Lingard will be the one in front of the holders you feel with a ball carrier. Calvin Phillips will probably be cover for Henderson or Rice. Um, yeah. And James Wood Prowse, again, will probably be the deeper role. And he will be dangerous with his set pieces if he, uh, if he, if he goes. Just a touch on. So Jordan Henderson there then, obviously hasn't played a lot of football this season, and you still think you still think he should start. I still think he's the strongest player in that in that mid in 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 the midfield for that position out of him, Rice and, and Phillips. I still feel he's the strongest player. Yeah. Um, so do I think. With his, with his lack of game time this season, probably not. But when you've got lack of options, not to keep you playing yourself, you haven't really got a choice. Yeah. Does he add, I think he does add something to England with his, um, he's again alluding to like being like Liverpool captain. Um, like we said about Connor Cody, I think he'd add, he adds something to the dressing room, yeah. some drive, some experience. Um, and I think, you know, he, he doesn't set the world alight, but I do like George. Jordan Henderson um, in that role for England because I still feel, still feel he, you know, when he gets the ball, he wants to make things happen. Um, mm. I think he does get a bit of criticism sometimes where I think it's a bit unfair. But as I said, the, the other argument, not to, I don't want to go, you know, off subject too quick. He gets criticism because he, when we played two at the back, like two in front of the four, people get really frustrated about that. Don't know when we're playing yeah. teams should be. And we want to play just the one in front of the defence. And I think that creates criticism where it's, that's not his fault. He's not the manager, is he, picking that 
formation. So no, um, I, I do think Anderson will play. Lack of game time, yes, but I think you've got, you've got to play in that uh, in the first game against Croatia. Fair enough, fair enough. I think he's definitely one that you, you I, I just don't know on, on the terms of whether he'll go or not, just because of that injury. Um, I th- yeah, it'd probably be last minute if he goes, I, th- I think, but we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. I don't, I, you know, um, I think he's a great player. I think he definitely should be in the mix, but, you know, we, we have had past experience of taking injured players, haven't we? And hasn't particularly worked out that well. Um, and it's, it's unlike sort of, you know, let's say sort of, you know, Jack, for instance, Jack is, is um, not Grealish as, uh, has been injured, but he's played the last sort of few games, hasn't he, and featured quite a bit. So he's got a few minutes under his belt. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Jordan Henderson, for me, I want him to go, but I just don't know whether taking an injured player would be worth it. But again, he's got that tournament experience, I suppose. Even him just being amongst those younger players might sort of help, um, you know, with their sort of mentality, I suppose. Just, just to add something, that in Gareth Southgate's press... He mentioned Grealish saying that due to his position, he thinks that he's un- undercooked. He said that Henderson, he feels that he's, he's getting to match fitness due to slowly being in training for a few weeks before he was in the Liverpool match, guys, which is very interesting to me. I mean, that's a way of putting it in people's brands. That even if Henderson isn't as fit as we think he is, Southgate's using that as a way to get him in without criticism. If he did get injured, yeah. that's the first which I know yeah. very in the South guy. No, I, I agree. And let's 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 just talk about Grealish then because we're going to move on to the forwards. Um, you know, obviously there's a couple of shock ones in there that we'll come on to, but let's just talk about Grealish because obviously I think everybody wants Jack Grealish in that England squad. Um, they, they, they saw what he could do in the, the recent games that he played. Um, he is the... England, well, he's not England's top playmaker, but I'm pretty sure he's second behind Harry Kane this season. And he's played, you know, he didn't play in 12 of the games. Um, so, you know, he's obviously very influential in football matches. Uh, we know because we're Villa fans, so we see how influential he is. Um, interesting comments uh, today, or interesting comments about Grealish by Southgate, though. He's talking about that he doesn't know what the situation is with his injury and whether he can take him um, because of the, apparently, or I don't, I don't know um, kind of what he's kind of alluding to, but it's almost like he still doesn't know what Jack's injury is either. And that the, apparently in Villa training, he hasn't been training that, that hard, um, which is kind of hard to believe when you watched him play against Spurs, he was actually really good against Spurs. Um, So is he kind of setting up, Grealish to not go? Potentially. Um, we don't know, we don't know the full facts, and I must say the way the clubs handled it pathetic, just mm. going off. I think the way the Villa handled Jack Grealish and pathetic. Declan Rice. De- Declan Rice got injured, don't forget. And oh, back yeah. And there's a slight cloud under him. Um, yeah, he okay. right away the next day, West Ham out for six weeks. Yeah. Bang. Just just really messed around with it and 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 to be fair to Southgate, because Villa have messed around, I must say, they have created that doubt, Southgate. Mm. Yeah. They've created needless doubt. Jordan Henderson injured for Liverpool when he did his ankle, didn't he? Or was it his ankle ligaments again? Yeah. Um, 
out for two months, could miss the Euros, bang next day. Yeah. It's interesting. Harry Maguire injured against Villa, bang, next day, ankle, he should be okay. Um, It might be touch or go for the Europa League final, he's not playing, should be fit for the Euros, no messing around, but all this all this to and fro with Villa has created doubt against Grealish. Instead of, if I was Grealish after a couple of weeks, I'd have said, look, just come out and say I'm out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I've done my knee. Let's not even, let's just pretend I've done my, I've tweaked my knee. Yeah. No one needs, you know, speak to Southgate and say, look, Joe, it's not his knee. We don't know what it is, but trust me, he'll be fit for the Euros. We'll get him in the last couple of games of the season. No messing yeah. around. But all this to and fro has created doubt, doubt for Southgate. And what's gone against Grealish his mounts and mounts are not compared with the same position and Phil Foden have been outstanding. Yeah. So everything, if you add everything up, it's just created doubt. And if if Grealish doesn't go, would I be annoyed? Yes. But would I would I be surprised? No, I wouldn't, because the way it's all panned out, it's just created yeah. doubt for and give him an easy, not like an easy, an easy an easy drop. So if he can come out to the press and say, well, hold on. When, when the press are hammering him for it, he can actually say, oh, darn, Grealish wasn't fit for over nearly three months. I didn't get anything from Villa Medical telling me what it was. It was all kept a bit secret. So yeah. I'm not prepared to take a gamble on him for the Euros. What, what can you say back to that? Yeah, because what he said in the press conference was that he's worried that he won't be able to play 90, 90, then another 90. But then I'm thinking, well... He, he probably wouldn't start all those games anyway because look at the players in front of him. Look on this list. You've got Rashford, Sancho, Sterling, Foden, uh, you know, Greenwood. Like, he doesn't have to start every game. So I would still be in the mindset, even if he did have this sort of uh, sort of injury, still kind of like, I would still take Grealish just because he may offer something different. If like, you know, especially like we've talked about before, if England are kind of really struggling to break down a top team, and you've got someone like Jack who can play in between the lines or someone like Jack who wins free kicks quite easily, we can really benefit from somebody winning free kicks like that. So I still feel like it would be a good good asset to go. I would be good if he didn't pick him. Yeah, I still think he... Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, John, I do. I still think he needs to go. But with the history with Southgate messing around getting him in, I still feel there's, there's something... With Greenish that Southgate doesn't like, and this has just gone yeah. again for him. There's some ten percent because we, we all we all said this. The reason why he was picked against the in the Euro qualifiers or the Nations League was it? I found that was just pure pressure from the public and the press. Yeah, I think pure so. Pure pressure well. why he was picked, but we'll have to wait and see. I do agree. He's got something that we 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 were lacking. I think you know him and Phil Foden are different players, aren't they? I feel, yeah. you know Phil Foden's outstanding, but. For someone with Jack's ability, you know, I do think he should go. And as you say, I just think he won't start for England in this tournament because he's not. Uh, I, I do, I do kind of agree that he's still not fully fit. I still think in the two games yeah. he played for Villa, he, he did, he did good, but he wasn't yeah. a fully fit. No, Jack Grealish, you could see that because he, you know, he did tire. But um, it'll be interesting to see what Southgate does with him. Well. Yeah. So, okay, let's move on then, because uh, one name in the forwards that did shock us a little bit was uh, Saka. Um, Now, I I kind of mentioned before um, about the fact that maybe he's put him in there because he's a versatile player that can play 
in all kinds of areas. I think for Arsenal, he's played all over the pitch, hasn't he? For England, even recently, he's played in different various positions. So what do you make of that one? And is he going to take him just because he's versatile? As he mentioned him there, just because, you know, it's easier to mention him and and then kind of it won't be as a, as a shock if he's in the 26-man squad. For me, there's a, there's a, there's a versatile, you know, the versatile, you know, a versatile player. He's a, he's a, it's someone like James Milner where he's pumped, you know, he's just Mr. Reliable, but he was versatile, but effective in every position. Saka yeah. is not a versatile player in every position. You can play in there, but do I think he does a, he's an international quality player in every position you could put him in? No, I think it's a real strange pick for me, especially yeah. leaving Danny Ings at home. Um, yeah. I just think it's very strange. To me, that says that Southgate, if he did get in the 26, that he doesn't trust people in their prime position, and that's worrying. Yeah. Because you, you use a versatile player, for example, do you remember like Joe, Joe Carl left mid? If you yeah. could play there, but I don't think that was his prime position. He liked it on the right, cut it inside, didn't he? Yeah. yeah but yeah, but yeah, Joe yeah. Carl was that good. Joe Carl was still brilliant out there, isn't he? Yeah, I'm not comparing Carl to Saka. I'm just using that example. James Milner playing in centre midfield, right back, right mid. You could still James Milner could still take a player on at right mid, and and uh, settle set up a goal at international level. Not a yeah. problem. Not a yeah. problem at all. I mean, look at the career he's had. You're telling me Saka is going to do that? I mean, <laughs> you know, very quick. Tell me where you would put Saka in later if, if he went to the tournament over a player. It, it, where do you think he could fit in and do a better job than any of the players in their prime position? Don't don't think he could. So why is he going? Again, well, potentially. Yeah, the the fact that maybe what if what if somebody gets injured and that maybe he could slot in on on that kind of. Okay, but where? Because there's two players for every position. Well, maybe more more left side because if we look at it, we've only got Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell. I think it'd be very unfortunate for two left backs to get injured. And secondly, Trippier's played there for England. True, true. But again, he likes a left-footed player, doesn't he? But does he? He's put Trippier there. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, just any, it's just interesting, isn't it, to see that? I know it was a bit of a shock, but um, seven players are going to be chopped from this lineup. Um, who are you seven and why? Yeah, I'm going to go for... Um, Ramsdale, we don't need four keepers, not much to say on that. I think the Ben Godfrey will be gone. I think he will be there just for some experience, but he's not quite ready for international football at the moment, but he's not far away. There's some, there is better players than Godfrey at this current moment, not by much, but I think he's in there just for a bit of experience. Connor Cooley, I think, might get chopped. Um, due to the fact that Walker can play centre back in the three as well, but yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I'm being very harsh there uh, with Cody, so I think I might be wrong on that one. But just my opinion, I think Reese James because we've got too many right backs at the moment in there. Yeah. Um, I think Ben White will get the chop as well if uh, if Harry Maguire proves his fitness. Um, and. Saka will get the chop. Uh, just, we've just touched on Saka, so I've got nothing else to add. Um, yeah. And Ollie Watkins will miss out from there. Okay. So we'll leave it there, I think. 
we've covered everything, covered all biases. So um, just want to give a quick thank you to everyone watch, that watched the first podcast. If you're watching this podcast, thank you. Um, if you if you are watching this, give the uh, subscribe button a little little tap and uh, hit that notification bell. Then you'll be uh, alerted when we upload a new podcast. Um, you can also follow our social links in the video description below. Um, cheers, John. Thanks for joining me for uh, this video again and this podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you up catch up with you very very soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please subscribe to the channel. You can head over to our socials, Top Sports Podcast on Instagram, Top Sport Podcast on Twitter. Thank you.